Well, praise the Lord, everybody. This is Sapphire with Milk and Honey Ministries. And I wanted to share something with you. At the beginning of the year, I did a 40-day fast, which really was a blessing for me in more ways than one. But every day, we had a particular focus and a different speaker each day. And day 36 was one of my uh, teachings, and I'd like to share that with you. And the focus for that day was pray for increased hunger to spend more time in prayer, worship, and God's word. Meditate on how to become more like him. And the scriptures for that day was Psalms 51, 10 through 12, Matthew 5, 6, and 1 Peter 2 and 2. You know, I thought about what it means to meditate on how to become more like him. Association brings about assimilation, uh, which brings impartation. You cannot be different from those you closely associate with. The Bible even says, how can two walk together except they be agreed? The more time we spend with God, the closer we get to him. This is a path to becoming more like him because the more I encounter him, the more I want of him. And the closer we get to him, the more we become like him. When I use that word encounter, or it can also be used meaning to experience him. During those 40 days that I was locked up with God and was able to get into worship to the degree that his presence was so thick in my room, I, I, I couldn't see him. But I knew he was there and it was getting later. I remember one night it was getting later and later, like going on 1 a.m., but I couldn't get away. I didn't want to let it go. I knew I needed to go to sleep because I had a full day the next day, but I was hanging on because he was there. Anytime you spend a lot of time with anyone, anybody, you begin to take on their ways. And that can be on the positive side or on the negative side. The Bible deals with it also and talks about how wise hangs out with wise because you're going to pick up those ways. You know, it can be family or friends. You'll begin to pick up little cliches or habits of who you're hanging out with. And there's power exchanged in who we hang out with. The Bible says, Evil communications corrupt good manners because a little leaven will leaven the whole lump. It's law. It is spiritual law. Nothing changes that. But you can reverse that scripture from the book of Sapphire and good communication builds or promotes good manners. And if I'm hanging out with God, that leaven, that bacon powder is going to leaven me. Amen. So I truly believe this is a path to becoming more like him. Matthew 5 and 6 talks about blessed are those who hunger and thirst after righteousness for they will be filled. And I thought about that, like what does it mean 
to hunger for God, to thirst for God. You know, Jesus made all the parables relatable where a baby could understand it because you identify with being hungry in the natural or thirsty in your flesh. And so many of us become irritable in our flesh when we're hungry and want to eat something. What does it mean to you to be hungry for God that you become irritable? about spending time with God, where you are so thirsty for him and only him. I need to go lock up with God and don't bother me. I need to talk to God. I need to be still before God and only his presence will satisfy this urgency that I am experiencing. Come on now. Can we talk? Can we be real here? And I want to go back to what I was just speaking about, because the more time you spend with God, like the intimacy you ex experience with him, it makes you hunger for more. I know I'm becoming more like him because my desires have changed. I'm like anxious, anxious to go lock up with him at the end of the day because he fills me. My time with him is rewarding. You know, the very first time I ever went to Israel, during my conversation with the tour agency, I remember her saying to me, I'll see you in the desert. I'll meet you in the desert. And I remember thinking, in the desert? What does she mean, in the desert? But we... We met like the second, I believe it was the second day after getting there out in the desert. Uh, it was the first day of the feast and we would go to Qumran, uh, which is in the desert. And it's where the Dead Sea Scrolls were found. And all the nations come, all the nations come out. And they have on all their ethnic garb and their flags. I mean, it is something so beautiful to behold. And we eat, you know, we fellowship and eat. And then once it becomes dark and the moon comes out and the stars, you know, and you can see the backdrop is like the Jordan River or the Dead Sea. And... You know, the, the musicians start playing and and they begin to dance unto the Lord. And then they invited, you know, all the pilgrims to come and join in. And we danced unto the Lord and they built a big bonfire, you know. And like we were all like standing next to one another and singing a song. I remember the song we were singing for thou art, O Lord, are high above all the earth, for thou art exalted far above all gods. And someone next to me was from Japan, and someone in front of me was from Australia, and someone behind me was from Hong Kong, and someone on my left was from New Guinea. Like all the nations are there, and we're singing the same song, and everybody is singing it in their language. And I, I'm telling you, God is my witness. I had an experience with God out in that desert like never before. I have been, I mean, tears were flooding from my eye. I mean, I never 
encountered his presence because he came down. He met us and came down. I mean, so strong. It was so powerful. Listen to me. I have been to Israel. I believe I'm at my 30th time or 29th time now because I hunger and thirst for that encounter that I had with him in that desert. So I, I, I go, I'm, you know, like I'm constantly running. I'm, I'm constantly going back to Israel every chance I get because I want that encounter again. See, the bottom line that I'm trying to convey here is that like I hungered for more of him. I craved for that encounter, that experience that I had with him out in that desert. And the, the scriptures say, says, he who hungers and thirsts, you know, when you thirst after him, he'll fill us. He, he, he'll fill us. Amen. And I want to look at Psalms 51, 10 through 12, where it says, Create in me a clean heart, a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit, a right spirit within me which means we can have a wrong spirit about a whole lot of things. Come on now. Otherwise, he wouldn't have said, create in me a clean, a pure. The fact that pure is mentioned, clean is mentioned, which means that, that you can have the opposite. See, and that's one of the reasons why the word of God says, guard your heart, guard your heart, guard it. Because from it, from your heart flows the issues of life. It affects how you think, how you base your decision maker on. And the decisions we make control our lives for years and years. Amen. We cannot allow any and everything to get into our heart. See, and the only way anything gets into your heart is through that eye gate, your ear gate, and your mouth gate. And the word of God says, guard it. Guard it. Now, we know that this particular scripture is birthed from David, his life, his mistakes. But this scripture is so appropriate and relevant to our lives during one season or another. The Passion Translation says, fill me with pure thoughts. Because for me, for me now, my thought life is one of my greatest challenges. Arresting those sick crazy thoughts. I'm being candid here. See, because I have to ask the Lord, like, Lord, did that, did that, did I think that? Did that come from me? Or was that a thought planted by the enemy? Jesus, I scare myself. Like, creating me a clean heart, like every day, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. I looked up the word steadfast, meaning firm, unwavering, where we're loyal, faithful, committed, constant, determined, and steady. And when he talks about never take your Holy Spirit from me, the Holy Spirit is who bears witness with us that we are the children of God. The Amplified says, Cast me not away from your presence, 
Those thoughts are unimaginable for me. I can't even handle the thought of being cast away from God's presence. That thought, the thought of that blows a circuit in my brain. See, and I'm just being real here. I need the Lord. I, I, I need, I love God and I need him. You know, I need, I, ooh, I need God. And the thought of being cast away from him, uh-uh, uh-uh. I don't want to go there. I don't want to fall into nothing that takes me away from God. I don't. And the last thing I want to hit is from 1 Peter 2, 2. He says, like newborn babies, you must crave pure spiritual milk so that you will grow into a full experience of salvation. The fact that he said a full experience of salvation lets me know that you cannot walk in the fullness of your salvation experience that there will be something missing. Jesus said in John 10, 10, I came that you might have life and have it more abundantly. We are already living. You living already. But he's offering you more to the full, to the overflow, a greater or additional amount or degree of life. David said, my cup runneth over. See, if more is available unto us, snatch it. Amen. Snatch it. I, I just pray that you were able to get something out of this word and that the blessing of the Lord rest upon you, that we all have a greater hunger and a thirst for God, for his presence, to meditate on closer walk with him because you know why at the end of the day he said that unless our foundation is laid upon the foundation of Jesus Christ all that other stuff is gonna burn up no matter if it's gold if it's silver if it's brass wood step step stubble or hay it is going to burn up only what we do for Christ, only that relationship. And I read a scripture yesterday that talks about uh, how God does not hear sinners, but those who worship him and fulfills his will, he hears us and answers us. That blessed me because I'm a worshiper naturally. I, I'm not doing it for no fake or shake. I love the Lord. And he's worthy to be worshipped and honored and exalted and, and esteemed and lifted up. Not for nothing that he does. Just who he is. Just who he is. So I'm just a worshiper. But it blessed me to know that, see, because God see our hearts. God know us. I can fool you all day long, but I can't fool God. I can't fool the Holy Ghost. And I was blessed because God sees me. God knows that my uh, that I love him and that I, I'm worshiping him and that it's real. And that he's hearing my prayers. That my prayers are not falling to the ground. Amen? Amen? Otherwise, come on now, we are spinning our wheels. We're spinning our wheels. So hallelujah. I, I hope you're blessed. 
by the word today and don't forget to get my book. It'll bless you. I promise it will bless you. Go to www.runtheracemarkedoutforyou. You can go to Amazon, Barnes & Noble. Um, you can go to my email, milkandhoneyministry at gmail.com. You can also go to another email, makingyourmarkwithgod.com. Amen. I bless you with the blessing of the Lord. Again, that maketh rich and addeth no sorrow with it. Love you now. Bye-bye.